CSN International presents to every man an answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Friday's edition as we wrap up this week. Once again, we want to just encourage you to be about your father's business. You know, I don't know how much longer we've got here, but while we are here, we want to be about and do what our father has called us to do. If you've been reading your Bible, come across a question. You wonder what in the world's going on? Well, we'll do our very best to give you what the Bible says about that. And maybe wondering what your church teaches, is that even in the Bible? Again, that's why we're here every weekday afternoon at this time, live radio, and you can call in, be part of the program. We've got some lines open, so you're sure to get on if you call right now. And if you're in the southern Idaho area, love to invite you to church this Sunday morning as we continue looking at the last days through a biblical perspective. We're going to be focusing on Ezekiel chapter 39. Now, we talked about 38 where this coalition of Arab neighbors comes against Israel in the last days, in the land of the unwalled villages, the Bible says, to take a spoil. And the Bible tells us this is a fatal mistake for them. Five-sixths of the invading army will be destroyed. God is the one that does this with, well, what it sounds like, earthquakes and who knows, even volcanoes or, or something like that. We don't know. Fire and brimstone comes down on them. We're going to be talking about this. This war has never been fought yet, and yet it's very clear in the Bible this is one of the events before Jesus comes back to the earth. So we want to just encourage you to uh, tune in. Uh, You can check us out anywhere, um, 10.30 Mountain Time. Uh, So just adjust your time slot for that. If you're able to attend in person, bring your Bible. It starts at 10 o'clock at the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Just follow the signs to Shoshone Falls, and you'll find us right there on the corner. Joining me today, special guest featured CSN speaker here on the weekend with Dacus Report. This is Brad Dacus with us from Pacific Justice Institute. Hi, and welcome, Brad. Hi there. Glad to be in the program. Thank you. Crazy things. Man, who had ever dreamed that in just one week since we talked, the whole world went nuts? Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's not a minor. It's a major uh, event that's uh, taken place that could impact the entire Middle East and even beyond. Uh, and I think it's also a testing time for our nation to the extent to which we are united as a people for the support of not just Israel, but basic human rights and, and justice uh, against terrorists. Uh, you know, we're dealing with the Hamas. Uh, they were, you know, uh, in, uh, in office, uh, along with the Fatah back, I think it was 2007 by the vote of the people, by the will of the people. Uh, this is an organization and a government of Gaza that, as you know, is not just wanting quote independence or even a Palestinian state. They want to kill and, and every single Jew there in the land of Canaan, they, they want to wipe out every Jew. Uh, and they showed their ugly nature in doing so recently with the killing of men, women, babies, little children, not just killing them, but grotesquely killing them and raping them. So we see the demonic forces behind this. We see their, their end resolve is nothing but evil. And anyone out there that, whether it's on a university campus a government agency or a member of Congress that in any way placates it or 
It justifies it. Uh, that's evil, and we need to, to stand up against it. And we at Pacific Justice Institute, Mike, we just recently came out with a, a video pledge uh, to defend any Jewish person in the United States, especially uh, in universities and campuses uh, who are attacked uh, because of their Judaism, because of their support for Israel. Uh, we at Pacific Justice will defend them and take to task any university, any head of the university, Harvard or otherwise, that uh, attempts such dastardly deeds and harassment against these wonderful people. And so I'll tell you, we're in, in wild times. Now, you know what's interesting? In Ezekiel chapter 38, it very ta- very interestingly talks about the land of the very far north, which if you go right directly north of Jerusalem, almost right in line, right on right on the longitudinal line, you'll find Moscow. And it is interesting that today uh, Putin said, called on, uh, called on this Friday today for an end to the bloodshed in the Middle East and cautioned Israel that a ground offensive in Gaza would lead to absolutely, it would be absolutely unacceptable um, because of the number of uh, civilian casualties. And he is basically saying we will get involved. Israel says we're going into Gaza. I don't think they care what Russia thinks. So this may very well be that Ezekiel 38 war starting to form. I, I, I talked about this, uh, Brad, yesterday. You can have a gallon of fiberglass resin for 40 years in your garage, and it'll stay in a honey, uh, honey state, kind of a gooey, slow-moving liquid. But the, when you put the catalyst in, when you put the hardener in, it changes. And I believe this war last uh, a week ago uh, is the catalyst, I believe, for many things yet to come in the last days. And we see um, the world clearly divided over this. And really, Brad, I I don't see really a good outcome here at all. Your thoughts? Well... I like to be an optimist, <laughs> although wow, that's a miracle. It's sometimes, <laughs> it's sometimes difficult to be that, but uh, my hope at the end of the day is that Israel does finish off Hamas once and for all. Now, how they're going to do that, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I did uh, predict that they were going to basically uh, move, uh, you know, half of Gaza down to the south, take the northern part. And uh, then I think the question is from there, where, where do they go from there? Do they then push on in to uh, southern Gaza, uh, you know, trying to fish out and take out uh, members of the Hamas? Well, you know, they're disguising themselves or dressing like women. Uh, they're very, you know, there's not something bold and courageous. They're very wimpy. They're very dastardly. Uh, so that could have high casualties. You know, you know another a possibility is that Israel just may say, you know what, um, this has become a too much of a long-term danger to Israel. Uh, you know, even the, the people of Gaza, the, the polls show, uh, want the death of Israel overall. Um, and so the Israel may in the end just resolve to uh, have the people in Gaza uh, move to other countries uh, and uh, just shut down Gaza all completely so it's no longer a threat to the people of Israel. Uh, that would, of course, be very taxing, very costly, um, at the end of the day, it may be something that many in, in Gaza might actually uh, welcome. I know I've heard many of them who say 
in the past, you know, we're, you know, we're, we don't, we have no place to go. We, we, we want to get out of here. So at the end of the day, that may actually be the best result for everyone, but we'll have to see. I know Israel is very complex in their analysis and we'll have to see what happens, but they have to put themselves first and they have to take out Hamas or it's going to come back again and again like a malignant can- cancerous tumor. Yeah, and you've got you've got uh, of course uh, artificial intelligence uh, generating pictures, all these things that are saying, "Oh, this didn't really happen," and all these kinds of things. But it did, and it does, and it and it's going to continue. And with the threat from Russia to Israel, now uh, the Daily Express reports, uh, U.S. must be ready for ser- simultaneous wars with China and Russia. A new report says. So remember, um, the Bible doesn't clearly outline the United States in end time prophecy. And so I don't know what happens to us. But um, uh, certainly it's going to come down to a push, it looks like to me. And so um, Jesus said, when you begin to see these things happen, look up your redemption Droth 9. North Korea threatens the United States for sending aircraft carriers to the south. You have uh, Russia ready to go to war with with uh, Finland as well. Uh, uh, all these are rumors of wars everywhere around the world right now. And uh, again, Jesus said, when you begin to see these things, look up your redemption draws nigh. I, I just pray that you guys are all ready to go. If the Lord was to come tonight, would you go with him? If you're not, please call us. We'll be glad to pray with you right now, today, and get right with God while you still can. Well, let's go ahead and go to the phones. 8888-ASK-CSN is the number to call. And again, if you got a legal question, Brad is here for you to answer those questions. Brad represents people like you and me, Christian organizations against unfair, tyrannical laws. And so... We want to just encourage you to give us a call if you have something that's on your heart, something troubling you. Hey, give us a call. Let's go to Paul, Fort Worth, Texas. Hi, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. When this war took out, I was actually reading Isaiah. My question is, how much of Isaiah has come to pass, and what parts of Isaiah are yet to be fulfilled? That's question number one. Question number two is, and you elaborated on things to come or an escalation getting greater. I heard this war right now is being called the Ring of Fire, and I thought it was interesting about the eclipse that's coming up called the Ring of Fire. Is there anything that's an indication from the heavens, from God on the name and the eclipse? And my last question is, on Matthew 5.21, when it talks about if you have ought against your brother or your brother has ought against you, leave your um, your gift on the altar uh, and then go and reconcile and then come back to the altar. How come that is not very well implemented in the churches between brothers and sisters in Christ or even family members? You know, I've, uh, to answer that one first, I, I think that that's a real uh, a real issue, um, because again, when we're born again, it should produce fruits of repentance, and that's like saying, "Well, you know, I accepted the Lord. I broke in your house, stole your stuff. You got really good stuff. Forgive me, bro, but I'm not giving your stuff back because it's like really cool stuff." 
that's not real Christianity. Uh, that, there's no fruits of repentance there. Uh, and I believe this is one of the reasons why we, we need to do this. And it, it is interesting for us, our sins to be forgiven. Um, we know this is something God does for us, and, and it's the free gift of eternal life. But it does seem, based on what Jesus said, if we don't forgive, we're not going to be forgiven. And um, again, this making things right, I think, is so important because, you know, today, Brad, we have people that just say, well, you know, I can go out and sin. I can do what I want. I'm forgiven. So, oh, well, what's the big deal? Your thoughts? Yeah, it's called cheap grace. Yep. And grace wasn't cheap. It was very costly because Jesus Christ had to die on the cross. God incarnate and in magnificent love came out and died and bore our sins on the cross so grace is not cheap. Um, and when we have that attitude, um, it's like sort of like going into a, like a, a marriage and saying, well, you know, I, here's my marriage contract. So, I, I, you know, I'm married. I get the tax benefit or whatever, you know. But we're really not in a mindset of being one with uh, our mate. Well, the same principle is with Christianity. When people have look at it as some kind of a, you know, eternal life insurance and there's no relationship there, uh, then that's very, very questionable as to whether or not that's a, a real faith uh, that when we see there's no, there's no fruits, there's no working of the Holy Spirit, there's, uh, you know, God gives tremendous grace. We, you know, righteous man falls seven times and rises again. You know, we are faithless. He remains faithful. Uh, but at the same time, uh, in addition, we need to take our faith seriously. You know, when I hear of people, for example, who say, yeah, you know, I, I had an abortion and I just feel I felt really terrible, and I just I realized I, it was wrong. I confessed it, and then they go to the polls and they vote for candidates to continue the onslaught and the the Holocaust of preborn babies. Where is the repentance? You know, where where is the restor the, the restoration? Um, you know, there's a heart issue here when we see those kinds of things happening. Uh, God is his is complete in his grace. He's complete in his forgiveness, but he also wants to be complete in his healing, and that only comes. When we're, uh, we have a, a true heart of repentance and surrender to the Lord, and that includes everything uh, that uh, is in our past. So I, I hope that answers in part at least the first one. Uh, the second one, what percentage of Isaiah has already happened? Well, uh, or or is yet going to happen? Of course, we have Isaiah sixty-four that really is, is really a prayer for Jesus's coming. So we know that that is, and we also find. Um, these things that please God, the, the protection of Israel all. I don't know that I would feel comfortable putting a percentage on it, but we do know many things uh, have already come to pass for the book of Isaiah. But I think there are still some there. Uh, again, Isaiah 64 is one of those that I believe is uh, speaking of, of the importance of, of, of uh, Jesus' return. Now, you say, well, that's in the Old Testament. Jesus was born in it. No, but it is speaking of, of, of our God who is coming. And I think that is so important. Now, you had a third one. Oh, I was... Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. The third question was, the ring of fire has been called this escalation now in Israel. And when I've heard this from mm -hmm. more than one source... I thought it was interesting that the eclipse coming up, I think it's a Saturday, is also called the Ring of Fire. Is that God's way, maybe in the heavens, by the same name that's going on right now between Israel and the eclipse? Is there some kind of unique connection 
between the you two? You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you that. Uh, I think it is interesting, certainly. Brad, any thoughts on this? Yeah, it, it is interesting, but I would be just very careful. I would look at it as um, interesting, but I would not look at it upon as anything to put uh, your your actions or faith into or uh, any plans you have. Uh, because, you know, we've seen a lot of things in the past where we looked at the stars and things were happening and in parallel, and we thought maybe this is a you know match up with this prophecy or that. I, I'll never forget the book that came out that it was uh, talking all about how, you know, when the planets are all aligned in 1980 or, you know, then that's going to be the, the time when Christ is going to come because X, Y, and Z, and it matches up with, with this scripture. And, and we all found out that wasn't the case. So I would put it in the category of interesting uh, trivia, but nothing to actually uh, act upon. I will also like to add my favorite, one of my, one of my favorite passages in the Old Testament uh, is in Isaiah, and it has been completely uh, filled or fulfilled or in, uh, in, in just about every way, uh, and that is Isaiah 53, which is a, an explicit uh, prediction of the, the, the crucifixion of Jesus uh, dying on the cross for our sins. Uh, I, I just had to, to mention that if people ever want evidence of prophecy in the Old Testament condensed in one place, it's all throughout Scripture about Jesus his coming, his resurrection, who he was, etc. But uh, I think Isaiah 53 is really uh, powerful and encouraging, especially to share with someone uh, who is a non-believer, uh, particularly someone who's Jewish who believes uh, in the the Torah and the and the, and the authentic uh, the authenticity of, of Scripture. Hope that helps. Very. It does. So the last final thing is based on the very first question on Matthew. It shouldn't be by lip service. It should be in action. And based off that, reconciliation, if it is a heart of reconciliation or repentance and forgiveness, brothers should be reunited with brother and sister with sisters. Yeah, and I, and I think that if a person says, you know, I, I, I ripped you off, I burned you, um, I'm really sorry, I, I want to pay you back. I've already, you know, hawked the stuff in the pawn shops. Um, uh but but forgive me, and I'll I'll uh, make payments to you to make it right. That's the right heart. That's that's the heart. It isn't like, well, bro, you gotta forgive me. I'm keeping your stuff. That's I believe a mockery of Christianity. And so we we want to do what Jesus said. Uh, again, I didn't say it. Jesus did uh, when he taught the disciples how to pray. Um, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Wow. Pretty powerful words that Jesus said there, ain't it? Paul, stay on the line. We'll send you out the movie Jesus and a little book called Time to Grow. I think you'll enjoy it, okay? Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too. God bless you. And let's go to Stephen, Colorado. Hi, welcome. Hey, uh, Mike. Um, Hey, Brad. Um, Good to be with you today. Um, hey, so I'll get down to it really quick because um, I, I don't know if mine will be lengthy. It's kind of two questions related to each other in different ways, but related to each other nonetheless. Um, one is, um, what does the Bible specifically speak? I know there's like one or two scriptures I remember reading about angels and, and specifically guardian angels. And I got a, a, a short testimony um, with myself is why it makes me ask. Um, and it was 
you know, a few years back and I was, you know, in a bad place uh, going to bars and stuff. And I was in downtown Denver um, at a bar, really, really drunk on my motorcycle. Um, and I get out of the bar to leave on my motorcycle. I could barely stand up. I'm not proud of it. I'm just, you know, painting the picture of the testimony. And as I'm trying to stumble to my leg over my bike and get ready to start it up, um, a, a guy, and I remember he was in, in my drunken state. I can remember what he looked like, a, a dark man, um, black guy, in all like a black, um, you know, coat, long trench coat. And he comes running over from nowhere. Um, and then he's like, hey, you, you know, you're not in a good place right now to ride this thing. He's like, just rest for a little bit and then, um, you know, try again. But he's like, you're not in a good place. Don't don't ride. It's not a good idea. I said, I, and then I just agreed with him. I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. And then I sat next to my bike for a good 10, 15 minutes. And then I thought, okay, that's good enough. Um, and then I tried to jump back on my bike. And then the same guy appears out of nowhere. And I was kind of on a street where it was dark. There was no lights or anything around me. And then all of a sudden he just appeared again. He's like, no, no, you're still not ready. Just rest for a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay, you're right. And then I got off and I, and I look like the direction he came from. And he, he was just gone. I didn't see him at all. And I look across the street because clearly I'm thinking this guy saw me from somewhere to run over to me. And I didn't see him anywhere. There was no businesses open anywhere around me. It was just, and I'm like, wow. And I just waited it for a little bit, quite a bit longer. And then I was, you know, sober enough to do that. And then I got to thinking and I was like, well, could that have been an angel? Could that have been a guardian angel that maybe stopped me from killing myself on my motorcycle in my drunken state? Um, Sounds like it to me. Now, in Psalms 91.11, it says, For he, God, will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. Now, again, in Psalms 91.11, talks about these guardian angels. And we know that they uh, came and and got... Peter and uh, out of jail. We remember uh, in the book of Acts. So they are real. They are angelic messengers. They're for God's purpose. Your thoughts? Yeah, actually, uh, I've heard these a number of of times, even uh, close at home. Uh, My grandfather, uh, when he was alive a long time ago, he was driving uh, in the the great, great Central Valley of California near Bakersfield. It's flat. Uh, it's, you know, there's, there's not anything nearly to, to get in the way of seeing people. And uh, he saw someone uh, on the side of the road, a you know, hippie person. And, and he uh, usually doesn't pick up hippies. He picked him up and this hippie was uh, directly ministering to him and uh, convicting him and talking about Christ and his need to, to give his life to the, to the Lord, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, finally, the, the hippie person said, uh, hey, uh, let me off here. He said, my grandpa said, well, look, there's, there's, there's nothing around here. I mean, there's nothing here. I'll, where, where do you want to go? I'll take you where you want to go. He said, no, no, no. Let me off right here. This is where I need to go. So he, he let him off. He got out of the car. And, and then my grandpa looked in the rearview mirror and didn't see him. And he got out of his truck and looked and looked. And he had completely vanished. Um, so, you know, I, I believe that was probably an angel, just looking at it objectively. And uh, the messaging uh, that was given to my grandpa would have been, very parallel with what an angel might uh, share or might exhort uh, to someone like my grandpa, and it changed it changed his life. Wow! So no, I I think that's that is is real, and and so I can't say for sure what happened to you, 
But we do know that these types of things do happen uh, to God's children. Hope that helps. Yeah, yeah, that's just what I was thinking, too. It's just an amazing, and even though I was in such a sinful state, God's just like, hey, I'm still going to hang on to you. That's the way I look at it. Anyways, um, I, I had kind of another question relating to, I was listening to this uh, pastor on YouTube or whatever, and he starts going on about Christians and demons, how, like, everything in your life is could be like a demon involved. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I was talking to this. If you have an issue with drinking, it could be a demon. If you have an issue with this, and I was like, okay, I don't disagree with that. And then he's like, and then here's a silly one, and you may think it's silly, but a woman um, had an issue biting her nail, and it was a demon that was um, having yeah. her do that. No, I, I, this is this is wacky stuff. Uh, and again, um, it, we, you know, all I can say is these people must went to the Flip Wilson School of Theology. Is uh, a comedian years ago that was on different uh, comedy shows. And he'd always come out and go, well, the devil made me do it. That's Flip Wilson theology. Uh, blame everything. Now, yeah, is the devil the father of all lies, our, 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 our deadly enemy? Yes, he is. But to say every single thing, whether you're biting your nails or I, I, the, the demon of chocolate or, golly, I, I, have, I, I need to go get a drink of water. You got the demon of thirst. This is pure wackiness. The Bible very clearly outlines the effects of a person that's demon-possessed, that they're not in control of any of their faculties, as it was when they this man brought his son to Jesus and said, I ask your disciples to cast out this demon. He's a lunatic, uh, and, and he oftentimes throws himself into the water and into the fire. Then we remember Jesus there in uh, when he got to the other side of the Galilee with the man of Gadara, and the man came out. And he was he had cut himself and live in the tombs and um, a fascination with the dead and all these things. And he had many demons living in him. And Jesus delivered him from those things. But just because a person has an issue doesn't mean uh, that it's necessarily a devil. I believe that it's really uh, just works of the flesh. Your thoughts? Yeah, there's uh, there's works of the flesh there's also the sinful world around us and the 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 darkness of the world around us uh then you have you know the spiritual uh, dimension of of uh, temptations that come through uh you know demonic you know etc but most importantly we need to remember that in christ we have everything and god is we are we're complete in the lord Yes. And we don't have to walk in fear. We can overcome. Greater is he than that's in us than he that's in the world. Stephen, if you like, stay online. We're coming up on a break, everyone. We'll be right back with more to every minute answer right after this. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes 
Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-91-BIBLE. That's 855-91-BIBLE. 855-91-BIBLE. Are you ready to study to show yourself approved? A workman not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth? In this sad, lonely, and lost generation, people need help. They need Jesus. And who can present the gospel better than you? Calvary Chapel University wants to be a helper of your joy so you can go out and make disciples who make disciples. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today and you'll earn outstanding scholarships. Most of our CCU graduates graduate early or on time, debt-free and sound doctrinally. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today. Skip Heitzig is one of our faculty members, and David Guzik is not only a board member, but he just earned his Master of Divinity at CCU. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today and watch God move powerfully in your life. you back to part two of Every Man and Answer here on this Friday afternoon with Brad Dacus from Pacific Justice Institute, uh, organization dedicated to represent people in court against tyrannical laws free of charge. That's right. And hard to believe in this day and age there was anybody like that or any group like that. But Brad feels, as uh, many people that have joined him, feel that we have to stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves. Quite often, many good people lose in in uh, in uh, in court because they can't stay in the ring because they can just keep pouring more and more money into the lawsuit. And so, Brad uh, stands with people to help them against crazy things. And you know, Brad, before we go back to the phones, tell us about a couple of your latest uh, your latest cases. Oh, you bet. Uh, we have a, a real interesting case. It's uh, ongoing and picking up a lot of intensity up in uh, Seattle. It's the Olympia uh, Women's Korean Spa. Uh, they're being sued. This, this Christian family, Korean family, are being sued because they would not allow a man to go into the women's spa, Korean spa, and be naked in front of women while women are naked and their daughters are naked. Uh, it's really unfortunate because the, the culprit who's suing uh, on his behalf, it's not some you know, fly-by-night law firm looking for a quick buck. No, it's Washington State's Human Rights Committee uh, Commission. They're the ones who are actually suing to tear down and take down this Christian-owned business that doesn't want to uh, sin against God and sin against uh, women and their daughters. Uh, it's, uh, it's a real important case we're watching very, very closely. And, uh, and then we've, we're getting more and more cases dealing with pronouns. Christians, uh, teachers, and others who are uh, losing their jobs or being threatened to lose their jobs because they will not affirm uh, confusion, encourage confusion on little children, much less lie to parents. It's a very hot issue. It's growing. Uh, we've got these cases coming up and uh, keeping us very busy. Uh, it's a whole new chapter of darkness. But uh, make no mistake, by God's grace, we're taking it, taking it head on. And uh, we're confident in the end that, that we're going to have the success in uh, righting these wrongs. How in the world? What, what is wrong with the state of Washington? I mean, there is something horribly messed up. 
I mean, in the state of Washington, they have a city where they tore down Christopher Columbus and they put up a statue of Joseph Stalin. Yes, the murdering thug. <laughs> that I, No offense to thugs, I'm sorry. Um, this murdering maniac murdered um, 20 million of his fellow Russians. Right. You know, Russia, uh, Hitler didn't like Jews. He killed 20, uh, he killed 6 million of them in the, in the, uh, in the ovens of Auschwitz and the others. Uh, Stalin, though, stepped it up a notch. He murdered his own people. <laughs> oh, man. And then to erect a statue of him? What in the world is wrong with the state of Washington? You know, you, you look at this, and like you say, it's interesting that it, it, that it isn't coming from, um, uh, you know, some, you know, um, Kmart School of Law attorney. It's coming from the state. What is wrong with these people? I mean, I mean, isn't there any decency left in the state of Washington? To, for them to even um, drum up something like this, uh, uh, and and first of all, that a judge hasn't even thrown it out. I, I mean, you know, usually they, the, the you know the courts will throw out frivolous lawsuits. Well, this is beyond frivolous, uh, and yet I don't know is is are they are they just that morally depraved? Is that what the case is there? Yeah, I, I think so, and you know as. As we know that as man becomes more rebellious against God, uh, God will turn man over uh, to his own desires and have a, a delusional mind, uh, a confused mind. Uh, and that's what we see taking place you know, with the cases I talked about and, uh, and what you just mentioned. It goes beyond just using logic in a twisted way to rationalize sin. No, we're far beyond that. Uh, we are about confusion, totally illogical justification for sin and for evil. And I think it should be looked at seriously as an indicator of potentially where we are and where the world is spiritually, uh, which I believe personally uh, may very well well be a sign of the times for Christ's return. Amen. And and certainly God's judgment on uh, for seven years on a God-rejecting world. Hope that yes. helps, Stephen. And uh, uh, did that answer your question? Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had um, a, kind of a biblical theory that um, I wanted to run by you and tell me what you think. Um, and I know there's a scripture that kind of backs it up. I can't remember which one it is, um, but I know that God keeps us in His hand, and God foreknows everyone that's going to come to salvation in the end of their lives. Uh, God's all foreknowing. For, for knowing, and I've heard you say the illusion, if you're, you know, on a blimp watching a parade, you can see the being in from the end, and I love that analogy so much, as opposed to if you're down in the parade and all you can see is what's in front of you. Um, and so those, some sometimes people, you know, kids, they're young, they're not saved, maybe young adults, and they die, and they wonder, hey, they're so young, um, you know, why did they have to die? And it's my theory that God knows who's going to choose him in the end. And God's like, hey, if I let this person live until like a ripe old age of 100 years old, he's not going to choose me. So I'm going to let go of them. But then those that that will choose him, God's like, hey, I'm going to protect you um, because, you know, I know your heart. I know you're going to choose me. And um, and that's why, you know, he sends his servants and his angels to protect those that he holds dear into his hand, the palm of his hand. Um 
and that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, what do well, you, what there's do you think a lot of there's a lot of people who die uh, at old age and never receive Christ. And I know that there's a lot of young people that have died in car wrecks and drownings and things like this that are very young uh, that love Jesus. Uh, I, I've I've seen that. Um, uh, so I I would be very careful in to say something like that because again. That would say, well, if a person is old, you know, they're going to accept the Lord before they die. Now, sometimes they do. I, I, I've got several cases uh, in my life where I've been asked to go pray with somebody in a retirement home or on their deathbed in the hospital, and they were left alive long enough by the grace of God, probably the prayers of the saints. Uh, they accepted Christ as their Savior, and they died the next day. I've, I've seen this several times in my life where I've gone and prayed for somebody. And then I, I, one brother I, I, I prayed with, I said, well, I'll come by and see you in the morning. And he never made it to the morning. He accepted Jesus that night and uh, was in heaven by the time the sun came up. So I, I've seen this many times. I did a Christmas Eve service in a retirement home in Kimberly. Uh, and... Uh, uh, after I got done, I, I just gave a simple salvation message, and this older woman put up her hand, and and they came. I, I thought, oh, that's nice. She's probably a Christian. She just put up her hand. Well, no, her grandkids come up, and they said, Grandma, put her hand up. She wants to accept the Lord. And so I went over and talked with her, and she accepted the Lord. And if you know the rest of the story, that's what I dumped a cup of water all over when the orderly bumped my arm when he flew through the door because she wanted to get baptized. Uh but I think she lived only about 45 days longer, and then she went to be with the Lord. So the Lord was gracious in that. However, I do know others that have lived a very old life and never did accept the Lord. So, Stephen, I, I wouldn't ever try to make that as a blanket statement. I, I, I don't believe that would be sound. Uh, but no, however much time we all have to live as Christ, to die is gain. So... Hope that helps. Yeah, amen. Um, one one more thing, if I I don't want to take too much of your time, and then that that'll be it. I'll let you get on to the next callers. Um, th- this war over here in in Israel has been really getting me to think. I'm sure all the other believers. As oh well. man. Um, yeah, and um, do you think that this could possibly usher in very 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 soon the Ezekiel War? I believe so. I think I think we're seeing a possibility of a formation of it right now. Um, and whether the Lord turns the burners down a little bit and give us a little more time or not, I don't know. But but right now, what we're seeing, and, and this is a possible play out of the scenario, that, that Israel goes in to the Gaza, like they said they're going to do. doesn't matter if Russia says, well, if you go in there, we're going to come in and intervene. I don't think Israel cares. I really don't. Uh, I think they, they've got a much bigger issue. And you keep hearing this rhetoric, land for peace, land for peace. Israel said every time we give them land, they build rocket launchers on that land and we move our enemy closer and closer to us. And so I believe they're going to take the Gaza and probably if they don't completely take it back into the uh, uh, borders of Israel, I think they're going to greatly reduce the size of the Gaza, probably by half is what some of the rumors are. And I think when they do this, it may very well be 
that this will anger the Arab world and Russia, who is really looking for some easy money. Since they're broke, they said this uh, Ukrainian war has has, uh, financially really stretched them. And uh, very clearly, Ezekiel 38 says that Russia, accompanied with these um, Ethiopia, Libya, the Balkan states, all that, they're coming to take a spoil, the Bible says, uh, money, uh, resources, minerals, uh, one of the largest natural gas deposits uh, that they have found in recent years is off the coast of uh, Haifa in Israel. Uh, Tremendous wealth here. Uh, And uh, so I, I think they're wanting to make a move to get this, and I think it's going to anger the Arab world. They already are angry. I, I watched today uh, the um, the day of jihad around the world, and they showed the streets of, of Tehran and, uh, uh, you know, Cairo. They showed all these different um, riots, uh, not riots, but protests uh, in the streets there supporting uh, Hamas and their, and their butchering. So... I, I I think we're I think like I said earlier, this is like a catalyst that is going to change everything the way it has been. And I don't really see it backing down now because you've got you've got too many people uh their solution uh with Israel is to just annihilate it. And very quickly, I shared this yesterday, but we need to repeat it again. No one gave any particular group the right to call themselves Palestinians. Palestinians are simply people who lived in the area where Israel is at in 1948 when it became a state. There are American Palestinians. There are Chinese Palestinians. There are Jewish Palestinians. No one gave this particular group the right to say, we're the only Palestinians. Palestinians are not a race of people. They're just people who lived in an area of all different ethnicities and backgrounds. So when you hear the Jews and the Palestinians, you're talking two completely different things. Jews are descendants of Abraham, clearly defined in the Bible. Palestinians are anyone of any race, anywhere that were living in the area when Israel became a state in 1948. So again, no one gave them the right. Number three, the occupied territories that you hear. Oh, they're butchers. They, they, they have occupied. Listen, they started a war in 73, and, and they lost. The Arab neighbors lost. And when they lost, Israel could have taken Jordan, Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, Jordan. All those countries came against Israel. They could have taken them all. They won the war. But they gave back their countries to them. That's pretty pretty uh, generous. When you get in a war with a foreign country, uh, there are consequences. I wish these dumb heads in our college campuses would t- teach these people something about the consequences of war. When you start a war and you lose, like the Arabs did, they took the Golan Heights, they took the West Bank, and they took the Gaza Strip. They actually took the Sinai Peninsula too, and they gave that back to Egypt as a goodwill gesture. See, the problem is they don't tell the truth. And listen, colleges of America, if you're going to rewrite history, 
Be sure the people who really know what was going on, who eyewitnessed it, are, are dead so you can't tamper with the truth. And that's what they're doing globally, and especially in Harvard and some of these other schools across America. They're, they're completely lying to them. They don't explain to them their consequences for war. And they started a war against Israel, and Israel whooped them. And so, yeah, to take that land that guarantees their safety, and that's why they took it, well, this is where the problems come. And again, Palestinians are not like um, Italians or Germans or whatever. No, in no way, shape, or form. They're just varying backgrounds of people who lived in the Palestine area in 1948, when Israel became a state. And again, there are Jewish Palestinians. There are Arab Palestinians. There are all kinds of different Palestinians, Chinese, American, whatever. They are not a race of people. They're just people who lived in the area. And again, this is something that our schools don't tell people. Hope that helps and hopes clarify that. Stephen, stay in line. We'll send you out uh, the movie Jesus as well as a little book called Time to Grow. Let's go to Darren in Austin, Texas. Hi, welcome. Hello. Hi. Um, hi. A few years ago, four years ago, uh, my dad passed away, and I was fortunate enough to inherit a couple of properties. And these properties have old, dilapidated buildings. But the tenants that rent them out use them as bars. So I'm, I'm a landlord of bars, and um, I, I, I intend to sell the properties, but the areas that they are at are still being gentrified, so they're not to full maturity yet. So I, I have to have tenants in there to, to pay rent uh, to property tax. And, um, and they're old buildings and they're, they're only useful for bars. And um, I was wondering, am I, is it, am I sinning somehow or losing the Lord's blessing by being the landlord of bars? Okay, Brad, your thoughts. <laughs> okay. Uh, I give you the yeah. easy ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. That's a hard one. It is. Um, well, first off, the fact that you're asking the question um, is a good sign because that means you're prioritizing the will of the Lord in your life and what, and what God wants you to do. Oftentimes Christians will be in these situations. They wouldn't think about it. They'll say, Hey, this is a revenue business decision. That's it. Case closed. I'll give God, I'll give you your 10% tithe from the, the net gain. Um, but the fact you're thinking about it, that's, that's commendable. Um, second is uh, I would, I would pray about it. Um, you know, it's uh, you, you need to, to do what God gives you peace about. Uh, sometimes uh, there may be a, an opportunity for outreach, for evangelism. Uh, that's a lot of what I my, my perspective in life is. Sometimes I think we as Christians throw away those opportunities to, you know, to, to, to get away from sin. We sometimes throw away opportunities to for evangelism and outreach. I'm not sure if this is one of those situations, um, you know, whether you... Uh, I'll, I'll never forget it. I defended a Calvary Chapel uh, in a town, uh, Dixon, and right across the street was a bar. And uh, the planning commissioner said, well, you know, you sure you want to be here? There's a bar right across the street. I mean, you sure you want to be close to this, these people and all that's going on? And the pastor with a big smile on his face says, oh, that's ex- this is exactly where we want to be. Uh, because uh, that's our purpose is to reach out uh, to, to people who need Jesus. 
And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, it's a, it's not an easy, easy resolve. Um, I would get counsel on it. I would look at the, the question is, are you, can you, you know, can, can you glorify God in maintaining the status quo? Uh, are there things that you can do to, with, with the authority you have to be effective in, um, allowing perhaps other usages of the property? Um, or other parts of the property to be used for the kingdom and maybe to reach out to those in the bars. Um, it's really, I, I don't think it's a, a clear cut, you know, yes or no. Uh, it's something you, you really need to seek the Lord on. And, and if you don't feel right about it, you know, if you're like, gosh, this is just evil going on. I can't do deal with that. Yeah, you could sell it or you could actually just not renew the lease, get rid of the evil and, uh, and, and, and replace it with a restaurant or, or something else. So, um, you know, but... Uh, there's just there's different perspectives, and I would I would not be too legalistic to just say it's a it's it's, it's you know this is the way I would seek the Lord's direction and see what He actually wants to do with it. God is a very creative, our God's very very creative, and I think sometimes we limit how He can work through us in these situations. Darren, I hope that helps. Yeah, what, what what's your opinion? If I may ask, please. Well, Darren, I, I think again. Um, you know, we have to go by the conviction of the Holy Spirit in our life. Uh, uh, it, it, the Bible doesn't say that uh, you shouldn't do that. Um, uh, you're you're in a situation here where you have to honor leases and things like that. Um, but just, I think, as Brad said, maybe not renew the leases. Or, of course, sell the property. Just sell it the way it is. Uh, there's a lot of options that you can do that. I don't think God's going to send you to hell or anything like that over this. You're not you're not uh, doing that. I mean, you leased out the 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 property uh, for them to do what they're going to do on it. Uh, but uh, again, once those those um, leases are up, then I think you might have a little more freedom to decide what you want to do. And so, but I I you know really um, uh, you know all things are lawful, but not all things are the best for us. And I think we just have to be very very sensitive to what God would have us do. Now, again, um, you may very well see the need to to um, sell the property. That gets it out of your hair. Um, and so, Darren, I, I hope that helps. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, God bless you. Stay online. We'll send you out the movie Jesus and uh, a little book called Time to Grow. Maybe drop some of them off over at your uh, bar friend's. <laughs> uh, and we'll be praying for you that God gives you Father just give Darren wisdom on what to do with this he's in a difficult place it's a hard thing to do there are leases involved and so I just ask you to give him wisdom uh, lift the burden and Lord just show him what he's to do in Jesus name Amen Darren our prayers are with you stay in line we'll get you taken care of let's go to Carol Grants Pass Oregon hi welcome uh, Pastor Mike, thank you so much for taking my call. And hi, Brad. Uh, yes, I know you've had a few conversations already around Ezekiel 38. Yes. Uh, I, have a similar, I have a similar question, specifically verse 5 through 6. I'm just trying to confirm um, the five countries involved. Uh, I know Persia is Iran, Putin is Libya, Russia is Magog, Turkey is Beth Togama. I don't know what Sudan is. Um. Which one did not you did not know? Sudan. Well, um, uh, Sudan it, it, in the Bible uh, is goes by the name of Cush. Uh, 
And some people believe actually that in uh, verse 5, where it uses the word Ethiopia, it's actually that word, uh, actually the word for Cush is there. Now they interpreted Ethiopia in our English Bibles, but actually it is it is the where the land of Sudan is. So I, I hope that helps. No, that's huge. And one last other comment. Um, uh, as you know, or you, or you probably know, uh, that Putin just met with Libya and Sudan last week in uh, the same day. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just very interesting how this is escalating. Uh, right now we know this is not Ezekiel 38, but I I think a lot of people believe this will escalate fast into Ezekiel 38. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, right now, because one of the, the people say, well, how do you know? Well, the Bible says that no one comes to Israel's defense in the Ezekiel 38 war. Well, right now we have our aircraft carriers off the off the coast. They're going to have them off the coast of Israel here directly. So I would I would have to say that this is not the complete a complete alignment for what the Ezekiel thirty eight uh, war is 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 yet. However, depending on what happens, see you got to remember um, uh, if Israel um, and I don't believe they're going to let the Gaza Strip go back to the way it was. That's going to anger the the uh, Arab world. That's going to give Russia an excuse of anger. Now, remember, Russia, uh, two weeks ago, before any of this happened, was threatening the United States with a nuclear war. He was bragging about his Satan II missiles. And if anybody doesn't know what that is, just Google Putin Satan II missile speech. And it'll, 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 uh, it'll wake you up. Uh, and you know, he, he talks about the iron dome and how, you know, we'll shoot down some, it isn't the ones that we shoot down that bother me. It's the ones that get through. And if you launch enough missiles all at once, you don't have enough anti-missiles to shoot them all down. Well, here's the problem. A surprise attack from, from, uh, China or Russia or the combination of both. Brad, your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're you're right. This is a a very uh, testing situation. I, uh, you know, I think it's we got to be very careful to, to not say definitively this is Ezekiel 38. I think yes, that was very correct. wise and how you, yeah, and how you 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 phrase that. Um, uh, and yet we can't ignore the the parallels. Uh, I personally, uh, you know, Israel is very smart. Uh, you know, God I think has given them a lot of uh, brilliant leadership. Uh, you know, right now we're talking about holding things back, but I think it will be expanded. I think I, uh, an attack on Iran and uh, taking out all the threat will uh, is in, is now in the cards. I do too. I think we're we're in for some exciting times. Once again, if you're in the Southern Idaho area or on the radio, be sure to tune in Sunday morning, ten thirty. We're going to be talking about Ezekiel thirty nine and this war in the Middle East. Thanks, Brad, for being on PJI.org. Check them out. Have a great weekend. To find out more about this ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Everyman and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Everyman and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A.
To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 